Welcome to the Sick and Successful Podcast. If you're a business owner, work in corporate, or have a side hustle you're passionate about, you're going to want to stick around because I promise to ask the tough questions and talk about the things others shy away from. You know, what it's really like to own a business and be chronically ill. I'm going to give you that push you need towards following your dreams and be the friend you come back to week after week to talk about the real things in life and in business. If you have goals and are working towards them, if you're determined to be successful, no matter what life's obstacles get in the way, this podcast is for you. Dream big and tune in. Welcome back to the Sick and Successful podcast and to day three of the podcast like a boss challenge. I can't believe it's day three already. We only have today and one more day left, which flew by so quickly. It's funny if, if any of you have ever done a challenge or a boot camp in your business, it's like this big, huge thing, getting all the emails ready and getting yourself prepared and like the energetics and all of the things. And then you show up and it's like that passed so fast and you get to know everyone there. And it's just like this fun little community. It's like, it's my favorite thing to do. It's honestly, it's so much fun, but it is, it also takes a lot out of whoever is running it because it's a lot of answering questions and, you know, setting things up. So thank you everyone who's showing up for everyone who's doing the homework. It's been wonderful to see this whole community. And I love seeing your smiling faces on Zoom. So if you're not already in the challenge and you're listening before the end of the week, join us and otherwise keep your eye open, I guess, till next year when I have the energy to run this again. <laughs> but today we're going to be talking about speaking. So there's a lot of different things we're going to cover. I'm going to try to get into the into the technical side of things a little bit for podcasting and give you as much information as humanly possible within the next half an hour, 45 minutes, and then we're going to have a Q&A section. The first kind of tip that I wanted to give you when you finally do turn on that microphone and you're ready to record your intros or your outros or your first episode is we talked about this in day one and two is knowing who you're speaking to. And something that I learned from my past business partner, and so who was in the radio industry and was in broadcasting and something she said she did at the beginning, um, her radio career is she would put up a picture of whoever she thought she was speaking to in front of her. Like she would actually print this picture out and have it in front of her. And that's something that you can do to help you when you're podcasting. And it's the reason when I do these challenges or when I teach in university that I make everybody keep their cameras on as much as possible, obviously. I know people are busy and can't always have their camera on, but looking at Carlos's smiling face and Judy and Kimberly and Kristen, those are the ones that are top of screen right now. It, it makes it really easy to speak to you because I know you're there. I can see you're smiling. I can see head nods. And obviously, if you print someone's picture out, they're not going to be nodding their head at you or smiling, right? But it, it feels like more of a little bit of a um, authentic conversation versus you just speaking at a microphone and and really not knowing who you speak who who you're speaking to or you know the having that back and forth and people can feel that so that's something you might want to write down is people can feel the way that you're feeling through that microphone people can feel your energy so if you feel like a little bit confused about your topic and a little bit nervous and the ums and ahs and the filler words are coming out a little bit more people are going to feel that and the thing about podcasting is if someone doesn't know you and they haven't gotten kind of into the routine of listening to you yet, they're going to be a little bit more 
judgmental, let's say, the first few listens. So this has happened to me many times where I'm like, oh, this looks like a good podcast when I'm searching for something. And it's a podcast about abundance or mindset or something like that. And then I start listening and the woman's going like this and like that. And oh my gosh, like, oh, and um, and my brain is just like, I mean, I say like as well. And I we all have filler words. But my brain goes, mm, I can't, I can't hear what she's talking about because of the likes and ums and ahs. That actually just happened to me really, really recently. So that's top of mind. We really resonate with someone's voice, especially when that's all we're listening to, right? So filler words, the ums, the ahs, they're very natural. It happens because our, we talk faster than our brain can catch up to. And we think faster than we can say and speak. And I say them, we all say them. Even radio show hosts and, and people on TV say them. It's really normal. What's important is just to be cognizant of what your filler word is and to try to slow down if you need to and to try to not have them in there as much. So when I first started speaking, like when I was in university and had to get up on stages and when I first started kind of speaking gigs, there was a lot more of likes and ums and slowing down and kind of getting nervous, the hand shaking, the palms sweating. What's that? Handshaking, palm sweating, knees or whatever. That song, someone sing it to me. I'm just kidding. But it, it's really normal. <laughs> and it's going to happen. And something, so another tip that I have is when I'm speaking, I always have some type of crystal in my hand because I'm a fidgeter. I'm not diagnosed with ADD, but I'm pretty sure I have it. And the microphone can pick that up. So if I'm sitting here like clicking on a pen or if I'm tapping or if I'm moving around, the, the microphone can pick it up. I love it. I love the crystals. So I have one in my hand and I, instead of making noise with it, I just kind of run my fingers around it and move it around so that my brain has something to do that's not making extra noise. And so that I can kind of focus on what I'm speaking about without worrying about my hands sweating or what I'm doing with my hands. They have, they have a purpose. They have something to do, um, that, that keeps them occupied so that it's not making noise. Because that's another huge pet peeve about speaking is, I mean, if you're speaking on a stage, it, you have to be really cognizant of what you're doing with your hands. But if you're speaking on a podcast and you're clicking a pen or you're taking a drink of water or you're, you're, you know, you're doing something with your hands, if you're a very animated speaker, you can hear that on a microphone. And if you're the one editing, it's going to be so much harder to take that out, you know, and you don't want your editor spending hours trying to take those sounds out as well. So that's something that you really want to pay attention to when speaking. Another thing that I wanted to talk about is your intros and outros. So when you show up on a podcast and you're speaking about a topic and you're teaching someone something, it's a lot easier to kind of, you know, you can speak for how, however long you want. You can speak for 15 minutes. You can speak for an hour and a half. There's really not a lot of rules when it comes to podcasting. But intros and outros are a very unique type of thing specifically to podcasting. And I feel like the industry is changing right now and people are kind of straying away from intros as much as they were popular before. So some people are kind of recording an intro on every episode themselves. But a produced intro does make you sound quite a bit more professional. It makes it sound like a real podcast and not a podcast out of a basement or on someone's iPhone, which a lot of people can do and make sound great. But if you're doing this for your business and you want to look professional, a produced intro and outro to broadcasting standards so that it sounds great and it flows into you starting to speak is quite important. 
So some tips on your intro and outro is you want to keep it very short. Nobody wants to listen to a minute outro every single time they're listening to a podcast. And like I'm speaking to myself because I have so much trouble cutting down my intro because I want to make sure that the new person listening gets all of this information, right? But on the same token, when I'm listening to someone's else, someone else's podcast and their intro is 10 minutes long, <laughs> or at least it feels like it, it's really frustrating and you don't want to listen. So really between the 15 second, 30 second minute or 30 second minute, 30 second mark is, is maximum for an intro and have your flair on it. Make it something people remember. Have a sound that's exciting or that fits your brand a sound that fits your vibe, a sound that gets people to remember it, a sound that when they hear that that music, make sure it's copyright free or pay for the rights. When they hear that music makes them want to listen again. And then you can just kind of introduce yourself, your name, maybe one quick thing about the podcast. And then once you create that intro, you can just plug that onto every episode when you're editing or your editor can do it. You can have someone produce it or ready, set, record. We actually produce it for you. And then the same thing for an outro. And in your outro, so the intro is, is a little bit more creative freedom to you. My only tip is keeping it short and making sure that you keep in mind if someone's listening every week, they're hearing the same intro. For the outro, um, there's a little bit more guidance that I can give you. You want to make sure that you're asking for something. So you have a call to action. So you can change your outro often or you can have a quite a short outro that literally just says, Thank you so much for listening. Something, you know, uh, something on brand about you. So I always go, I don't know why, but I did it all the time. So I just put it in the outro. Actually, I think I just do my outros myself, but I always do them the same way. And I have a little bit of a tagline that I say on every single podcast. Um, You can do something similar like that, like a short little quote or something that motivates your audience. And then a call to action as simple as leave me a review go to Facebook or go to Instagram, send me a screenshot, something like that, that reminds your audience to interact with you. Because again, the thing about speaking on a podcast is even if you print someone's picture out, you're really sitting there speaking to yourself. And unlike most social media platforms, it's hard to get that engagement back. You can look at your analytics and that's about it. (laughs) So you can see like, oh, wow, that's pretty cool. I had a listener from Australia. Wonder who that is. (laughs) And then then that's how far it goes. So if you have a call to action on your outro, then you can actually, you know, remind your audience to do something. So to, to review your podcast or to send you a screenshot or to say hello, because a lot of us, like, you know, we consume content every single day. And so we find podcasters we like, they might ask us 17 times to review their podcast. And it's not till the 18th time that we do it. But if you have that small, small call to action at the end of your podcast, People are going to remember to do it, especially if they really liked the episode. So we mentioned this a little bit yesterday, but you want to make sure that you have a takeaway from every single podcast. So what that means is you don't want to just show up on the microphone and start talking and hope that it is a good episode. And you also don't want to write out a full script because when you do that, you're going to, if you write out a full script, you're going to sound like you're, you're reading and people can feel the energetics of that, right? Unless you're reading on purpose, I know some some want to read books and things like that on the podcast, and people will be aware that you're reading. That's fine. Like we all listen when we we all might not, but I listen to Audible books on a day to day basis. You can tell that they're reading, but it's not annoying when you know they're reading versus a podcast. It's supposed to be 
kind of almost like a back and forth conversation, except the one sided. So you want to make sure that you make a balance in between, which means having really short points and at the very top of your page, what is the takeaway your, your listener is going to have from this podcast? You want to, I, I know I've said this over and over and I'm going to keep saying it. You want to remember that this isn't your podcast. This is your listener's podcast. So what are they getting from this episode that they can then go tell everyone in their neighbor? Cause that's the fastest way podcasts grow is word of mouth. So if you have an episode that your audience really loves to, you know, really gave them a lot of information or um, made them take action or inspired them and they share it to their friend, then that's, you know, if every single listener shared to one person, your podcast doubles. So keeping that in mind, every single time you turn that microphone is what is my listener going to take away from this? And something you can even do to help you is at the end of the episode, do a little bit of a recap. So if you had an episode that's the top five things or the one thing or the, you know, kind of a list like that, which is very popular for podcasting because it gives quick information in a short period of time. At the end of the episode, you can say, okay, so this episode was the top five things about podcasting. Number one was, number two was, number three was, number four was, number five was. That's one way that you can kind of do a recap at the end of the podcast. Another thing you can do is once you finish the episode, Because a lot of the times with podcasting and challenges, apparently, you can go on big tangents and not stay on track. And you know what? Some of those episodes might be phenomenal because it's what your intuition wanted you to talk about and it ended up being really great. So what you can do after that is turn off your microphone and recording and the recording and then start a new recording and do a recap at the beginning of the episode. So something like, hi, my name is Natalie. This is the Ready, Set, Record podcast, whatever. Today's episode, we talked all about speaking and then we got into X, Y, and Z. This episode was really good. This is what you're going to take away from it. And let's jump right in. You know, you're, you're giving them a recap and that's what you can do with interviews as well. So we can talk a little bit more about interviewing, but the biggest thing is you want to let the audience know what they're getting from it. So that goes from a solo episode or an interview. When you're doing an interview, You want to either have, I really love podcasts, and I think a lot of people do, is when the intro is really great and cohesive and the listener knows what they're going to get from this episode and what the conversation is going to be about. And Because another thing, like I've mentioned, is people don't listen to podcasts chronologically. No one listens 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. They pick and choose what they want to hear. And sometimes when you're having people on your podcast and, and the title is just podcast episode with Natalie Supes, they don't know what they're in for. So after your intro, if you give uh, you know, a little bit of a recap, this episode was with my friend Carla and she just started her podcast and I had her on to tell you all about the process. It's such a fun conversation. You're going to want to stick around till the end. We had some good laughs. Can be as short as that to give your audience a little bit of information on what they're going to be hearing. So with interviewing, We talked a little bit yesterday about making sure that you have a form so you can get as much information. So the first step of an interview is to invite someone to come onto your podcast. You want to make sure, I'm just doing a little bit of a recap, but you want to make sure that they have a calendar invite so you're not trying to go back and forth to figure out when they can come on. And once they have a calendar invite, hopefully that is automated, that they get a Zoom link. You can record directly on Zoom. And then once you recording to the cloud is your safest bet, because you might, you know, if it doesn't download to your computer, that has literally happened. 
before where a whole episode goes by and it doesn't download. So recording to the cloud is your safest bet. And prior to that, you want to get information from them. So a Google form is free, really easy to get people to fill out and you can get as much information as possible. And a tip that I have is to do some research from that Google form. I'll go through the questions I ask in my Google form. But even after that, after you have the information of what they like to speak about, what their website is, what their social platforms are, etc., do some digging. Google their name. Find some information about them and throw that into the intro. Because everybody loves to talk about themselves, right? And when they're introed in a really special way, Carla's really great at this, actually. I just spoke in her group last week. And she had like the most phenomenal intro. When you intro someone and it kind of boosts their ego a little bit, and then you're going to interview them, they're in a better mood. So they sound more excited. They sound more happy. They're more, um, almost more vulnerable and willing to give you information because they know that you know who they are. The worst thing is having someone on your podcast, which happens as podcasters get bigger. And I'm not going to lie. It's happened to me many times where you have someone on and you're like Googling them five minutes before you're interviewing them because things get so busy. That episode isn't going to resonate with your audience as much as it would if you have done some previous research so you can have a real conversation. Just like when we're watching late night shows or any type of interviews, it's amazing when you've really, when you, when you can tell the interviewer knows more about that person. Does anyone here um, watch like that hot wings show on YouTube? I don't remember what it's called, but they eat hot wings and then they interview celebrities. Yeah, hot ones. Yes, that is my favorite show to watch to learn how to interview because they do some crazy research prior to having people on. And I'm serious, one out of two interviews, the celebrity or the person on is like, how did you know that? Where did you find that? And it, and you can see the smile on their face. And these are some of the most popular celebrities, quote unquote, in the world. So finding a little piece of information that's going to make your interviewee feel special and feel like you really did look into them is going to make the episode better. Plus, you're going to know and have questions to talk to them about. So you've read their forum, you've dug into it. So you can pre-prepare some questions. And this is where I don't recommend doing the whole writing a script thing. Personally, when I when I interview, and this is just my style, I don't prepare any questions because I want to have a human to human conversation and have and see where it goes and kind of be led. I mean, I'm two years into podcasting though, right? So if you just want to do your research and, and while you're doing your research, find a few questions, that's really great as well. So I'm going to just go through. So you have a little bit of a guide. You can pause this if you want and re-listen to the podcast. It'll be on the podcast of the questions that I ask in my form. And my form is quite intensive because it helps me then prepare who the person is without doing a bunch of digging. But the first thing is their email, their full name, their company name, because I am interviewing business owners, their Instagram handle, share your social media links with us. So that's an important one because even if they give you a handle, sometimes some people are more active on LinkedIn or they're more active on TikTok, etc. So having them directly share your their link, you're not having to search for them. Their website, do you have an email list? How many followers do you have on your social media account? Are you willing to share this episode with your audience? And are you willing to share this episode with your audience? I have it as four answers. They can say, yes, I will post on my social platforms and send out to my email list. Yes, I will share via posting and stories on my social media platform. 
Yes, I will only share via stories on my social media platforms and no, I won't be able to share. So I'm asking, will you share to your email list, your social platforms and talk about it on your stories? Will you just post and talk about it on your stories? Or will you just talk about it on your stories? And why that's important to me is because I have enough interviews to last me two years if I needed from the application. So I want people who are going to share this with their audience, right? And that's a tip for you as well is when you're starting your podcast and you want to get on other people's podcasts, make sure that you are doing PR for your PR. If Christina has taught us this, she's a PR media maven. She's a phenomenal. So you guys can find her after maybe... um Chris or Kimberly or Carlos, you can put her information in in the Facebook group at some point, but she's phenomenal. And something she talks about is doing PR for your PR. And this goes back and forth. So if you're on a podcast, you want to make sure you promote that. You promote that you were there and you had this amazing conversation and you give the links. And then you want to ask the same from people you're interviewing. Obviously, if you're interviewing someone who is top of the industry you're not going to not have them on because they're not sharing with their audience because people will search their name. But if you're having someone on that might not even have an audience or has a very small audience and you're collaborating, so you're going on their podcast or they're sharing something with their audience and vice versa, it's really important that you ask them upfront if they're going to share because it reminds them to do it. And then you want to make it as easy as possible for them. So you want to send an email with the links to the social content, with the links to the to the podcast episode with a a little blurb. So they don't have to do anything other than copy paste. And that's especially if they have a larger audience. Because when I'm on someone's podcast, if they don't send me content and they don't send me a link, I'm sorry, but I do not have time to figure out when that went live. And if there's content or anything, I thank you for having me. And I know it's important to do PR on my PR, but we're entrepreneurs over here and we have limited time. So the next question is, tell us a little little bit about you. So, and then in brackets, it says bio. I always love to see what people have as their bio. Because a lot of times it's something that's changed from their website or from what's on their social handles because we evolve, especially as business owners, especially as entrepreneurs, as people. We change all the time and it takes a lot of effort to change our websites. So you would be surprised at how many times this bio, when I ask this in a forum, is completely different than anything they have online because they're about to launch something new or they have something new coming up or they just finished a program. Please describe your business briefly here. What do you do and who do you serve? What is your company's objective mission? How long have you been in business? What level of yearly revenue are you at in your business if you feel comfortable sharing? This one's just a little bit more for me so I know how experienced they are in their industry. What is your areas of expertise? Topics you would like to speak about? Do you own your own podcast? If yes, include a link. Who is your target audience? Do you have a product or service you'd like to promote? Please list them here. This one's important to me too because when I have someone on my podcast, I want to give them, I always say the floor is yours at the end of my podcast episode, because I want to give them the opportunity to promote to my audience, whatever they have. If you're having someone on your podcast, again, that's the biggest thing is you have a seat at the table for them, right? You have a seat at the table because you're bringing industry experts, etc. So then give them the room to actually talk about what they're good at, because it makes them think like, oh, that was an awesome episode. People are coming on to your podcast because they want some want to promote something. We're human beings and and that's what we do, right? Especially business owners. And so you going on to other people's podcasts, you would really 
appreciate having the time to talk about your business or an offer, etc. So give that, um, give that back to your, your interviewee. What is something unique about you? Something not everyone might know. Do you consider yourself sick and successful? If you feel comfortable elaborating, please do so. Why do you want to be on this show? It's a good one to know too, because some people are promoting a book and some people just want to get their message out about their chronic illness. So it helps me kind of steer the direction of my show. And what else should we know? Sometimes there's a, you know, a little fact or a tidbit or something like that, that, um, that they share in that spot. And sometimes they don't. And you'll get people who fill out this form that are very detailed. And then you'll get people who hardly answer, but you can then decide if you want them on your show or not. If you send this form out prior, then, then doing it after. And so that's something that I learned over the years and, and just really from trial and errors that sending it out before is much more beneficial to me and saves me a lot more time and my team than sending it out after they were already booked on my show. Because this happens even when you're interviewing people to be in your company. When you're interviewing, this is the same thing as when you're having people apply to your podcast. Their resume, quote unquote, or their online brand presence might look phenomenal. And then when you dig in a little bit deeper and they're answering tough questions, you're like, mm, you're the one. <laughs> I had interviews for my company uh, two weeks ago. And there was this one person who their resume was like, Oh my gosh, they're going to change my business and I'm going to be the next like marketing guru. And then I interviewed them and they're like, mm, I don't like bosses and authority and I don't like working with teams and uh, I don't really want anyone to teach me anything. I want to figure it out on my own. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I can see why you are looking for a job <laughs> and it ain't going to be here. So that's the same thing with podcasting. Um, and so what I want to say on top of the form and kind of doing your due diligence, if you interview someone and that interview is boring or you really didn't love the interview, you don't have to post it. And that's a, that's a hard thing because sometimes it's like, well, where'd my, where'd my episode go? And it's only happened a few times where I didn't post an episode, but again, it's not your podcast. It's your, it's your audience's. And so if you're posting just like a mediocre podcast because you feel bad that you interviewed someone for an hour, um, if the, if the audience doesn't get anything from that episode, you can one, ask them to re-record, which I have done, or number two, don't post it. And 90% of the time, they probably won't ask because like I said, if you don't send them an email with the links and all the cover art, et cetera, they're probably not going back to your podcast episode to check unless they're a regular listener, in which case you probably had a more in-depth conversation. So I just want to give you the permission that if it's not a great episode, you don't have to post it. Some interviewing tips is being being cognizant that it's a back and forth conversation and you will have different people that you're interviewing. Some like to talk a lot, a lot, a lot. I've had interviews where like I got, got two words in. Actually, that was the one we asked to re-record. Um, where I was only able to get a few words in and not really have a back and forth conversation. So in those moments, put, put your like business boss, babe, uh, jacket on or whatever, pull up your pants and be, and interrupt them in those moments. And then in every other moment, you want to let the person speak and you want to let them get their thought out before moving on to the next thought or to the next conversation and kind of guiding your audience through, through the topic. So if, you're talking about something and you're ready to switch to a completely new topic, saying something like, 
Okay, on a completely different topic, I want to ask you this question. Or while you were speaking, this question popped into my mind, and I know it's a different topic, so I want to say it so that they can they can go along with the on the ride with you instead of being like bounced around like a ping pong ball with a bunch of different questions. Make sense? Love it. So there are two pillars of podcasting. There, it's the quality of content. So I just want to make sure that I get every single point to you because this is a really good one. The value, so they need to gain something. It has to be unique. So there are, you know, podcasting is one of the newer platforms. It doesn't have as many people as YouTube. It doesn't have as many people as everywhere else. But you need to stand out. So if you're going to make an episode about the top five things of podcasting or the top five things about branding or whatever it is, have a different flair on it. Have a little bit of a different spin on it. Put your unique personality, make it so that someone wants to listen versus the other 100 why you should be podcasting, why you should be doing this. Because we're all, like I said, we're all getting thrown content. We're all consuming content so much that you want to make sure it's a little bit different. Podcasting needs to be sticky. So you need to capture your audience's attention in the episode. If you are just mumbling about something and you're not getting to a point and you're not giving them valuable sustenance in your podcast, they will probably skip to a different episode or skip to a different podcast in general. So your episodes need to be sticky and to have valuable information. You know, we're, we're in the era of uh, clickbait. It's almost like that, but don't just clickbait people in your title. Actually give them what you're talking about. None of us want to be clickbaited when a title on YouTube or anywhere says like, I broke up with my fiance and then you like go into and you're listening and they like broke a chocolate bar together or something like something stupid like that. You don't want to do that in podcasting. You want to have very catchy titles that are going to get people's attention and are going to make them click when they're scrolling. And then you want to give them that content in the episode as well. And the second pillar is time. So I love to say Rome wasn't built in a day. And the same thing is going to be with your podcast. It takes about six to 12 months to see a significant uptick in your podcast listens. And you want to be ready for that. So just like yesterday, I wanted to prepare you and be real with you that you're going to want to quit. I want to prepare you today and be real with you that it's probably going to be 12 months until you see a big uptick, six to 12, in your listens. And that can grow significantly and you can go viral and you can get super special and you can have a big podcaster on or something. Like I know someone from, I did made to do this with Kathy Heller last year and someone in my cohort, she started her own business. She actually started a podcasting business. She's had her own TED talk. She goes to all of the podcasting events. She does all the things. She's like literally spending every single day on her podcast and you could do the same thing. But if you're, if you are a business owner and you are juggling a bunch of different balls, I want you to be prepared that this Rome wasn't built in a day and this is going to be a slow growth that is going to give you so much value in your business. Then try, then thinking that this is going to be, I post four TikToks to TikTok and I get viral. Cause you can go viral on TikTok, but those people aren't going to be listening to you for half an hour every single week in their headphones, right? And that's the difference is yes, you can get a lot of viewers on Instagram reels or on TikTok and you can put a lot of effort in there, but that's not going to be content that is continuously bringing in new clients. That's not going to be content where people can listen and hire you on the spot without sales calls. I just had a client say that to me yesterday about their podcast is 
that they've gotten so many clients from their podcast and it's never happened to them before where people are just buying their coaching without even speaking to them because they become best friends with you in your podcast, especially when you do a really great job. Um, a few little things I wanted to talk to you about is research. And this is something that's really key to us at SNS Creative when it comes to social media management, when it comes to virtual assistant support, when it comes to podcast production. And those are the three things we do at my company is one of the first things we do is intensive research. And I mean like a full day of research for our clients. And I want you to do the same thing for your podcast. So I don't want you to go in and say, I'm going to create this podcast for stay-at-home moms that have daughters who are three and then turn on the microphone and start speaking to that person. Because you can get so much more value if you just spend even an hour a day or even 30 minutes once going to find that audience online. Because we have the world at our fingertips. So take some time to do some market research. Go onto Instagram. It's my favorite platform, so that's what I use. But go onto Instagram and search up a keyword that you think your audience would search. And then click on those hashtags and see who's posting. Do they have the audience that you want to speak to? If so, what resonates best with that audience? Are Is your audience posting? What are they posting? What hashtags are they using? And create yourself, this is just like a hashtag strategy, but you can do this in all different platforms. But for Instagram specifically, create a hashtag strategy, meaning what hashtags is your audience searching and what hashtags are they posting? And have that on a Google document. If you want to go really in depth, which is something we do at our company, is find at least 20 hashtags that have between 500 and 5,000 posts. So you can see at the top of the hashtag how many posts every hashtag has had. Find 20 that have had 500 to 5,000. Color them all yellow. Find 20 that have had 5,000 to 20,000 posts. Color them all green. And then 20,000 to around half a million posts. Color them all blue. So now you have 20, 40, 60 hashtags. And this will take you some time, but you'll really get to know your audience if you do this. And then you take those 60 hashtags and you, um, I know this is a little confusing. So if you have any questions after DM me or we can talk about this in uh, the Q&A section, but I'm just giving you what we do as a social media management company. You take those 20 hashtags, the yellow, green, and blue, and you split them up into four groups. So now you have one group with five yellow, five green, five blue and two, three, four groups with five yellow, five green, five blue. The reason you do this is because with hashtags, even though they're not the most popular way to grow on Instagram right now, that is how your audience searches. It was shown that 80% more people use Instagram and TikTok as a search engine now than they do Google. So search engine optimization, the only way they can find you is in the title of your Instagram page and or by hashtags. So if you use hashtags that have that low amount of, of posts, 500 to 5,000, you have a much higher chance of ranking to the top. So people finding you. If they search that, even though there's not a lot of posts, you're going to be one of the top ones, especially if you're using that hashtag. And same goes with the second. You have more of a chance of getting higher. And then the third, the blue, the, the five, whatever I said, five, 50,000 to five, half a million and around that range. They, you don't have as high of a chance as ranking, but if you're using those and you are doing really well, then people will have more chance of searching those so you can show up. 
So you have a good mix of the three in every group. You just want to make sure that you're using a different group of hashtags, so the five different colors, every time you post, so that two groups of hashtags aren't being used a post beside each other. Because Instagram will see that you're copy-pasting, and then it'll start not showing those hashtags. So that's why I say to do 20 of each and have four groups. That was a tangent, but I hope you, I hope that gave you some value and some information. So that's how you can do it on Instagram. You can do the same thing on Facebook. You can search for groups that your ideal target audience will live in and then go in there. And when you're in a group, you can click the little search button and you can search a target word or a keyword or a question. Or for me, like, does anyone know of a podcast manager or does anyone have a podcast or something along those lines or questions about social media, whatever that is for you, search it and you'll see every single thing someone said and the history of that Facebook group. So let's say maybe you're podcasting about a specific chronic illness and you want to have an episode about medication on that chronic illness. It's super random, but search that and then you'll see every single question someone said. You can copy paste that question, make it your title because it's really important to use the language that your audience is using versus the language you know as an industry expert. Because if someone's coming in new and you're using all of these terms, like for me, maybe SEO and whatever else comes to mind, someone who's coming to listen to me as a new business owner who wants to be sick and successful might not know that SEO stands for search engine optimization or what that even means. So making sure that you're using their lingo, you're going to have much of a higher chance of them actually finding you. I don't want you all to get stuck on one little thing from stopping you to start this podcast. So I'm getting a lot of DMs and a lot of messages that I'm confused about this little thing or if I should talk to this little audience or if I should change this or if I should name it this. Listen, you have it in you. You know the answer. You know the answer and it's about getting that answer out of your intuition and out of your brain and you're doing too much thinking and too little doing. So instead of thinking and blah, 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 and like we're good at that, right? Especially entrepreneurs and like our minds just like constant. Start doing some research. Dig into it. Keep notes. If it's the title you're struggling with, write down every single title you can think of. If it's the topic you're struggling with, write down every single topic you're thinking about. Get it out of here. Because the more it's going on in here, the more confusing it's getting. And the more you can write it down on a piece of paper and circle it and just go. Listen, you can change your podcast cover art and you can change your podcast title anytime. It doesn't take away from the analytics. So as much as I want to preach, do it good and do it well right off the bat and like have that narrowed in. If what's stopping you is that crazy overactive brain and the imposter syndrome, if I'm going to not do it right the first time, just do it. Pick a name right now. Let's go with it and let's learn. Let's get that podcast out there. And if that's what's stopping you, like your your message needs to be heard. People want to hear from you. There's a reason you want to get this out there and you're putting too many blocks in your way. When you set your mind to something and you're like, okay, Carlos said October 1st, that is like two weeks away. That is a lot of pre-preparing to create six episodes and an intro and an outro and all of the above. Hey, you can do it. But maybe tomorrow when he sits down at his, his podcast or at his mic and he's like, oh, Amazon didn't actually send me my mic. Or no, you, Carlos has a mic. But maybe he sits down tomorrow and says like, oh, the editing took a little longer than I thought. He can change that to November 1, but he did it. He started, right? He made a date and he went for it. So that's what I urge you all to do is is go for it, do it well, but you you can mess up, but just do it. <laughs> it's like the mix of both worlds for me. Like do it well, you can mess up, 
but do it well <laughs> and do it. That should be like on a, on a pod, um, on a t-shirt or something. So for all our listeners, what our homework is today is I want you to go onto Apple, onto Spotify, onto Google, whichever place that you listen to podcasts. And I want you to find at least two podcasts that have your similar audience. So they don't have to be competitor podcasts, but the people who listen to them would be your audience. And if you're very niched and there's none, then you can tell me that as well. But I'm, I'm almost certain that there's some type of podcast that has your audience listening to it. And then tell me what you've learned, what you learned from listening to that podcast, what you learned from finding that podcast. What can you take away that's going to help your podcast? Okay, and now we're going to do a giveaway for the Ready, Set, Record program. So before we do the giveaway, somebody's going to get a six-week scholarship to the Ready, Set, Record program. And it is launching today too, which I'm super excited to tell everybody about. It has been a whirlwind to get here. I'm not going to lie. Um, last year was the first time we produced this program and we had 30 people do it with us and 30 people have everything they need to get their podcast out there. We had so many podcasts launch. I can't even, I didn't even calculate how many launched, but most launched. We had someone become a podcast manager. It's been so much fun hearing about their podcast, seeing them get to like, what is it? Like, 50 something episodes most of them have now who already started and who didn't take breaks. And so I really, really wanted to do this again. And I wanted to get it out here to everybody. So it is a six week program. It starts October 12th to November 16th. It is 197, 1997, sorry. And the early bird price is 997. So right now you can get in for $997. And the bonuses are super exciting. So I'm going to tell you all the bonuses. First off, we will edit your intro and outro. We will edit your, so we will produce and edit your intro and outro. So all you have to do is voice it. We will edit your cover art. So if you create cover art, not we, I will edit your cover art and make sure that it is top podcast quality cover art. I, you will also get one month access to me on Voxer. And one of the things that I always say is I do one-on-one business coaching. It's a five-figure rate. And the biggest thing they get from me is access to me for their business, for their social media, whatever it is. So you get that. And you also get a one-on-one call with me. And in this six weeks, something that I can promise you is there's nobody left behind. So if you want to start a podcast at the end of six weeks, you will know what your topic is. You will know how to create episodes. You will know how to edit You will have your podcast up on Apple, up on Spotify, up on Google. And if there's any hiccups, I will log into your account and fix them for you. Because if anyone knows trying to get a podcast on Apple can sometimes be like mind numbing. There's people in here that I've already helped with it because it's it can be so frustrating. So all of the things that you need help with in podcasting will get done. And on top of it, you'll have pod members. So you'll have someone that you're doing this with and you can meet with on top of the live calls. So there'll be a live call once a week. I will be on there and my editor will be on there as well. And we will walk through everything step by step. So this is a little different than the challenge in the sense that, yes, I know what we're talking about every single week. It's all set out, but it's not pre-recorded. And my plan is from this, this is the last time I'm doing it live. So I'm going to record it. It's going to turn into, uh, it's going to turn into a course that's pre-recorded 
and it will never be in the same capacity again because it really takes a lot out of me to teach it every time and to walk you hand by hand. So this is the last time you have the opportunity to literally be there with me and hand by hand be walked through and to have the community, the group, the support, all of that, which the benefit of that is you will have access to every single recording. You will have access to any updates that are being made in the program. So that is, that is all of the above. I don't think I missed anything, but if I did, you will get, you will get uh, emails. And I just wanted to let you know, module one is introduction to the basics. So we will talk really in depth on your titles, your niches, et cetera. Uh, module two is editing made easy. So my editor is going to come on and teach you how to edit to broadcasting standards, how to take out the breaths that make listening as listening to a podcast really frustrating, how to take out any ums and ahs. Number three is let's get ready. Let's create. So we're going to create our cover art. We're going to create our social media templates. We're going to do all of that. I'm going to show you how to do it how to do little edits to your cover art that make it look like it was actually created, you know, by a graphic designer. Number four, speaking made easy. So we're going to get into literally interviewing all of the things, being authentic, preparing your episodes. You're already going to have episodes recorded at this point. So you're going to have questions. We're going to go through all that. Number five, the nitty gritty. So getting set up on the podcast hosting platforms, getting into Apple, getting your URLs, all the things, the website links, all of the good stuff. And number six, we're going to pitch our podcasts. So we have a Q&A section for any mistakes, things that are happening, people need help. And then we're going to pitch our podcast to each other. So we're all going to get five-star reviews after you're ready to go. And so that's it. Let's do the giveaway. I'm going to share my screen. And I'm really excited that someone's going to get a scholarship. And look at me being pre-prepared here. I wonder if you can see that this is trying to log me out of Zoom. But okay, let's go. Click this in. Kristen! Is Kristen on with us? Yay! Kristen's on with us! How exciting! Congratulations, Kristen! You're going to have a podcast in like eight weeks. So if anyone else is interested, I will put the link in the Facebook group as soon as we're done this call so you can check it out. The offer, the early bird offer, is only for the week. The Voxer access, so having access to me for a month, ends in 24 hours. So it ends by the end of tomorrow. Um, after that, you still do get the $1,000 off at the $997. You get the editing, the cover art, all that good stuff. You just don't get access to me on Voxer. And one other thing, we will have a follow-up call. So something we didn't have last time is a follow-up call like a few months after the, after the course. We're going to do that to make sure we're all on track and we can kind of promote and help each other. And no groups get closed in my in my universe, so you can all connect all the time. Mm-hmm.